Welcome back to Confessions from the Sidelines, and I'm your host, Sarah L. Cowart. I am thrilled to share today's episode with you, but before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our partners. I love shopping online at Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. You can enjoy member-only prices where members save an average of $32 on every order. I love that you can choose your own membership term. For me, I went with a 12-month membership because it comes down to just $5 per month. But if you're not sure if Thrive Market is the right fit for you, you can easily give it a try for a shorter period of time. And remember, if you choose the Thrive Market annual membership, it is 30 days risk-free. Head on over to thrivemarket.com slash confessions to get 20% off your first order and a free gift. Y'all know how much I love CB supplements. CB supplements is a multi-collagen protein powder, meaning it contains all five types of collagen from four animal sources. Not to mention it's NSF certified for sport and supported by Dr. Kate. You won't find a cleaner multi-collagen supplement out there. CB supplements has been so kind to give all of our listeners $5 off your order. Head on over to cbsupplements.com and grab yours today. Don't forget to use the code Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, for $5 off at checkout. Now, on to today's show. Today's guest is Nate Stupar. Nate is a former NFL football player where he spent eight years in the league. As a native of State College, Pennsylvania, Nate played football for his hometown college, Penn State University. Nate's journey to playing at the Division I level and making it to the NFL was not an easy one, but how did he do it? One day at a time, one week at a time, and one month at a time. Here is my conversation with Nate. Nate, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's good to be on. Yeah. You know, I was thinking back to um, your career at Penn State. That's where we crossed paths. And you were like finishing up your football career and heading to the NFL. But I want people to hear a little bit about what even just led you to Penn State in the first place. Um, I mean, uh, I remember going through the recruiting process and um, I was getting cru- recruited by them and um, a bunch of other schools. And I remember I would rather like sit at home and watch the football games on TV. I'm like, I got my food. I got a bathroom close by. It's not hot. And, um, I really didn't give it much of attention as you think I would. And, uh, I remember one day, uh, Chris Colasani, one of my best friends, he committed, he was, he was from Michigan and he committed, and uh, there was already another linebacker, I think, committed to Andrew Daly. And I'm like, oh, I can't miss my opportunity because I knew they were only taking three linebackers. So him pulling the trigger kind of pulled me, made me pull my trigger with uh, committing to Penn State. And um, I knew in high school at an early age that I loved film and video as well. And I did some of that in high school. And I knew I wanted to do that at the next level in college because it was something I'm very passionate about and very right. active. Yeah. And um and say has one of the top programs too in film video. Yeah. And that got me excited as well because not a lot of those schools had that where mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Virginia, West Virginia, Stanford, um, to, to name a few. And uh that was a big uh selling point. And also when I was in high school, I w- I played defensive end, I wasn't a linebacker, so okay. I knew I had a transition from three point stance to standing up. And I'm like, 
where else than linebacker you to be the best right. linebacker you can be. So obviously in hindsight, I made a good decision and uh, had a successful college and uh, even better NFL career. Yeah. And you, as I think about your high school career and knowing you were actually a multi-sport athlete throughout your high school career. So what, when you were making that decision to play football in college, what led you down that path versus, I believe you played lacrosse in high school too. Yeah. I mean, I played basketball, lacrosse and football in high school. And don't get me wrong. I love lacrosse. Lacrosse was just a club sport. It was just starting out. I remember like, um, my first day we went to like three, we went to like two practices and I picked up catching the ball in like the first practice. And the coach was like, like me and my brother, Robbie, he's like, how long you guys been doing this? Like, Oh, it's our first day. And so that gave him confidence. And I remember going to our first game, we didn't have equipment and uh, our coach actually brought our equipment to the game and we're opening up like it's Christmas. They're, they strong, they strong our lacrosse sticks on the way there. Wow. Um, everything's out of the wrappers. People are like, who are these guys? They must stink have their new equipment and stuff like yeah. that. You end up torturing them and stuff like that. My brother probably had like four goals and I played defense and I was a long pole midi and stuff, right. but I loved, I love lacrosse, but I knew that um, I wanted to go to the next level past college uh, cause I knew my, my cousin who played for the Chesapeake Bayhawks actually won the whole entire, the whole entire, uh, division and, uh, sport and kind of like the Super Bowl. and they don't get paid much. He had to work. Right. I'm like, I'm trying to make the money. And so I knew basketball probably wasn't my thing. I, I couldn't jump, you know what I mean? And I couldn't really shoot, but I could hustle. I was good, at right. defense, but I wasn't really a offensive, oh. like powerhouse and oh, so i only played basketball in like the third grade and i was like i don't think this is for me yeah so i mean <laughs> it, it kind of football was in my blood too my yeah. uncle was jeff hostetler he, he won super bowl 25 with the new york giants my brother he played three years in the nfl with the buffalo bills as a tight end all my uncles played at penn state my dad played at penn state uh, my other uncle was actually jeff's left tackle at west virginia and uh so football was just who we were right. you know, and what we were about. And um, so it was just something that kind of just like fell into place. And yeah. I, I, knew, I knew I was gifted with athletic ability and uh, I had a uh, strong influence from my dad saying like, Oh, you're, you're you'd be a natural linebacker. You got natural hips, natural linebacker. And his, his, uh, his life speaking um, word over me really, really helped. I thought. That's so powerful for parents to hear, you know, you had people in your corner cheering you on, like moving you in the right direction to make those decisions. But, you know, when, when you got to Penn State, it wasn't necessarily the easiest thing. Mm -mm. No, Penn State was far from a pro typical career. I mean, I wasn't a starter. I wasn't a, a guy that Penn State promoted. Like I was that hardworking guy who kind of just filled in when needed. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of, I had a lot of, don't get me wrong. I had a lot of success on special, special teams. And um, I had a couple of block punts in my career and helped uh, uh, the 2008 uh, Rose Bowl year. We had such an amazing special teams unit with Derek Williams back there returning punts mm-hmm. and, and uh, we had a lot of success that year. And um, which helped me because I knew that would 
that's how I would make my mark in the NFL. Sure. Uh, I knew that I wasn't going to be a first round draft pick. I wasn't going to be uh, a high ranking player. And I knew I had, I, I was going to grind it out and, yeah. uh, and wish it, which I did. So it kind of happened as I expected it. And, sure. But yeah, I mean, I was always a backup special teams role. So I was used to it throughout my whole entire career and it's very self sacrificing and, just did anything for the team, like anything right. I would do. And uh, it was difficult at times. I, I almost tried quitting my senior yeah. year, and uh, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. I mean, because you, you're, I'm thinking your senior year and you're like, I'm just done with this. But mm-hmm. like you had already made up your mind that the next level was the NFL. So how did you kind of come out of that, you know, the trial just thinking like, I'm done with this. Like, I want to quit. Yeah, I remember... I went to spring ball and it was me, Mike Motti and Jared Hodges. And yeah. I didn't know anything about football or Penn state. That's like an amazing starting three. And I pulled my hamstring into spring balls after like four or five practices. Then come camp, I go into the meeting room and I see the depth chart and they put me behind Mike Motti again. And as you know, me and Mike throughout my whole our college career it was always me and him battling. Right. Like there was never anyone else. It was just me and him, me and him constantly at each other's jobs. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. My mind's an amazing athlete. Mm-hmm. He, he made incredible plays and he's a great dude. And I mean, he just came to my golf tournament. We had a blast. He's great. I love the guy now. And so um, we were always, always at each other like that. And um, so it was really tough for me. Cause it was like the third or fourth year in a row that mm-hmm. happened when as a fifth year senior, I thought I was going to have my time to shine. I was going to start okay. Marty and Joe Hodges. I'm like, we're going to freaking dominate. And then I remember going back and just laying on my bed and just weeping like on the ground, on my bed, on, on the ground during camp. And I called my dad up, called my dad. We're like, screw this. We try to transfer. And I tried to transfer to West Virginia. I tried to uh, go to Cal UPA where my little brother was at. Uh, at the time and uh, nothing because, cause I already graduated cause I could go anywhere I wanted to. Right. When I was graduate. And so nothing worked out though. So I'm like, okay, well, I just got grinded out and have a great, great uh, preseason, which I did. I thought I had the best preseason I, I, I had. And, um, but in the end it wasn't enough. And Mike Motti got the starting job. Good for him. And he was playing really well. And uh, I remember it was like Indiana away and it was like a nine, seven, three, uh, like a, uh, a flag route, not a flag route, but a post route or something like that. And he, he, he undercut it, picked it interception. We came back, won the game cloud nine for him, which was awesome. And I just remember being on the sideline, like, well, I'm never going to play. Like mm-hmm. I was begging to play on special teams and they weren't letting me on special teams. And I was one of the best players on special teams. And so it just seemed that everything was against me. Sure. And I remember the next week I go on to the, after a Wednesday practice, I take my gloves off. I throw them onto the, the field and I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I went to the locker room, texting my dad. And I'm like, dad, I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't want to come back for this. You know what I mean? I came back to play. Yeah. Like, Don't do anything yet. Come back. We'll talk about it. I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm trying not to cry in my, my locker. Sure. Um, and so we go back crying, praying, and my mom and dad were there for me when I needed it. And 
my dad was like, I don't know what the Lord has in store for you, but uh, he's never failed you yet. And um, uh, you never quit anything in your life. So see this through and just see what, what happens. And I remember the next game, not, not getting any playing time in the first half, nothing. I go to my dad, my dad's on the sideline because he's alumni. I go, doesn't this suck? He goes, yeah. And then we watch Mike go into the third quarter. He goes for an open tackle and tears his ACL again. And as much as that sucks, and I felt so bad for him because I think it was like his second one. Mm. Um, I go in, I have tons of success for the next nine games. I go to the NFL combine, I get drafted to seventh round to the Raiders. I jump around and have a crazy NFL career, play eight years and everything like that. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And yeah, going from quitting and not playing football to the career that I had is nothing but just a God story. And uh, I'm so thankful and so blessed that I have that type of story because I tell some people it and they're like, that's true, inspirational. And it helps people get through some, some rough times and just waiting for their, their opportunity to shine. Yeah, I'm even thinking of some of our high school athletes who are listening to the show and they're thinking, gosh, that sounds really familiar. Like I'm down in the depth chart, like, oh my gosh, like this is just not going my way. And, you know, what's some of the advice that you could give them? Because I mean, that was a lot of challenges all Mm -hmm. piled into like one thing that you were like overcoming left and right. Yeah. I mean, you have to have a strong will. Mm -hmm. It's not for the faint at heart. And just when you don't think it's political, it's political. You know what I mean? No matter what level you're at, it's political. Um, And sometimes it depends on how much people are getting paid or who likes who, or it doesn't necessarily mean the best player play. You would hope so. But um, I think it's getting better though. Mm -hmm. Um, But you you have to be strong and you have to be uh, a tough person. And what, what coach, uh, Payton would say you get to have grit and same, same, same with uh, Dan Quinn. That was a big preaching point with him and coach Payne about just having grit. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying that um, just something you have to grind through, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause day in, day out, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. You're sore, you're mentally weak. And just when you think you're about to give up, you never know when the next opportunity is because right. I was so close from not even having an NFL career and who knows what my life would have been if I right. didn't do that. And, um, but it, for any high school player going through, I would say just keep one step at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time, because you never know when the next man is up. Right. And I always preach to, to practice squad guys or second or third uh, stringers is, look, you're a starter. You just have to wait for your opportunity because like there's a lot of opportunities when um, like Paul plus Lesney would go down or Paul Warlow went down when I was with the Falcons and uh, Darnell Ellaby went down with the Saints and I got thrown into the starting role. And the expectation is that there is no drop in performance. Like you're going in there, you got to do the exact same thing that starter is doing who got paid more millions of dollars than you. (laughs) So, I mean, just keep grinding and just trust the process and uh, always do the right thing one step at a time and one day at a time. And 
one day you'll build up a nice little career, hopefully. Well, and you mentioned the word grit when you're talking about that. We talk about grit a lot on the show because it's just not about, you know, the athletic ability that you have. There's so much more that goes into that. And you even mentioned something else about like the mental training side of things and knowing, you know, that you are qualified, you have those skills, you wouldn't be in that role if you didn't. Yeah. And it's really looking past all of those moments and really touching inside of yourself and saying, okay, what can I continue to do mm-hmm. amidst all these other things? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned to you a little bit about, um, you know, your NFL career wasn't exactly like the easiest career either. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah. this story just keeps like one step after another, you think you're like, well, you're at the top and then it's like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad I had the college career that I did because it prepared me for the NFL. Right. And um, I think that the Lord was just prepping me for what I had to go through and not saying, not saying that it was easy for me. There's a lot of points in my career, which I I was just like, I'm done. Screw this. Like nothing's going to happen for me. Like my rookie year, I was out eight weeks grinding but finally something popped and I was ready for my opportunity. Um, Dan Quinn came in one year and he was pushing between me and AB back and forth between second, third, third, and second string. Like it was a game. I'm like, why are they playing mental games? And I, I, one day I was just like, screw it. And just changed my whole attitude. And then there's just tons of times where like literally every single camp I felt like for the last for my eight year career, I literally wept probably four hours yeah. one day or one night, every single camp. I'm like, why am I doing this? How am I getting through this? But I would always just like put on like gospel music and just, I'm a man of faith. And I, I pray to the Lord. And I'm like, Lord, I know I'm good at this. Right. Give me the confidence because if you don't have confidence in the mm. NFL, you are doomed. If you don't have some type of cock- cockiness, confidence, you're not going to last long because that gets weeded out really quick. Because as soon as you doubt yourself, you're making decisions in milliseconds. And Mm -hmm. if you doubt yourself, that's a difference between winning and losing games. So um, I think the Lord that I was able to muster up enough confidence for for the career I have. And confidence is another thing we talk about on the show is because I think a lot of times students they don't realize all that goes into that, you know, as as one of our previous guests said, it's like everything that happens above the shoulders, like you got to be in tune with everything above the shoulders and you've Mm -hmm. got to know like where you stand, what's that confidence level look like checking in with yourself to know how you can continue to form perform at such a high level. Yeah. You gotta understand, you gotta understand in the NFL, everyone's fast. Mm -hmm. Everyone's strong. Everyone's, smart yeah but does everyone have grit Mm -mm. right does everyone have the grit to continue to push through and to do it day in day out day in day out everyone can have grit for the first week of showing up early and grinding oh oh the coaches are here i'm going to show up early on time and do the 6 a.m workout but it's funny because like as you get through the league i'm just like i'll give it two weeks give it two weeks. And all of a sudden the attendance starts dropping 6am workouts and stuff like that. And it's something where you always have to have routine sticking to your routine and 
keeping the path of success that I followed, that I saw other people do right, and had good advice from other people and trusted that process. Cause right. as soon as you're like, oh, I can do this, do that, do my own thing and just trust your natural athletic ability. It's not going to last long. Well, I would even take that to the level of at the collegiate athlete level, all of mm. those little things that you were talking about of having the routine, you mm. know, you don't really have a choice not to show up to strength training <laughs> right? <laughs> like at the college level, but thinking of like, even the things outside of that, of like pushing just one step harder in those moments, because when yep. you go from the high school level to the collegiate level, yeah, you might've been the fastest on your team at the high school level, yeah. but everybody on your collegiate team are faster too. Yeah. And so having that moment of saying, how can I set myself apart every single day, having the routine <laughs> going to class, yeah. Making sure your academics are squared away and then always giving it that 1% extra. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, so, you know, the podcast is called Confessions from the Sidelines. Oh gosh. I knew this question was coming. <laughs> yes. I would love to know what is your favorite memory from standing on the sidelines? From standing on the sidelines yeah. or by the sidelines? Oh, that's good. Because I mean, I've had some plays that ended at the sidelines oh well let's i want i want it from the vantage point of standing on the sidelines okay fine. i want to i want to see yes what did you i give you both i give sure, you both why not let's do okay, it i'll give you both okay <laughs> my uh senior year after the whole debacle and i started playing again uh we had a home game against purdue and uh, right before half uh i had a a, a really nice interception and i ran it down to the sideline and um, I got hit out of bounds late. So there's a penalty flag. We got 15 extra yards. We only had to gain a field goal. But it was funny because where I ended up on the sideline was where my dad was standing. Oh. And I spiked the ball. Oh, the I just ball, I like totally the ball, got chills. The ball actually hit my dad. And there's actually a picture that was captured of him like on the side, like like this and me like spiking the ball. And I got that for like my father's day gift that year and stuff like that. It was a very special moment. That's really cool. Between him and I. And so that was from on the sideline, right. by the sideline. Yeah. But my favorite moment from being on the sideline, my goodness. Since I was on the sideline a lot. Right. <laughs> There's so many. Let's um, find just one. <laughs> oh, goodness. I would have to say, I think it was like week one or week two. Sean Lee, uh, I think it was like 2008 or something like that. I think we were playing like the Akron Zips or something like that. <laughs> Sean Lee goes and hits the fullback, takes on the fullback, throws him out of his way, tackles the running back, Makes the running back fumble and he picks it up and recovers it. And I'm on the sideline, like, how am I supposed to compete with that? I'm like, I'm like, I don't have no shot. I'm like, that's why it's linebacker you. Yeah, welcome to linebacker you right now. Yeah, and I was young. I saw that. I'm just like, holy crap. I'm like, is this what I'm getting myself into? I'm like, my goodness. Maybe that should have been your key. Be like a first round draft pick. I'm like, my goodness, Sean. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I love like having these conversations and hearing people talk about their favorite memories on the sidelines. Cause it just brings up so much about why we love college athletics and why like student athletes really want to continue on their sport. 
one more one more story oh and go right ahead why this not this is this is uh when i was with the 49ers okay Navarro bowman was there and i was playing yeah. Navarro bowman and we're in practice this is when like we're going we're in the nfc championship game you know what i mean like that year going to the super bowl i'm in practice and Navarro bowman's in practice and kaepernick like throws it like over the middle Navarro bowman is like literally three or four yards from the line of scrimmage so he's only like less than 10 yards away from Kaepernick Kaepernick rocks it rockets the ball and Navarro Bowman just jumps up catches it and just throws it back to Kaepernick like it was nothing and I'm just like oh. I guess like a tennis I'm back ball. you baby <laughs> <laughs> I'm like my gosh wow yeah no I those are freaks those are just like so special moments and I think as people have like been listening to the show they've heard like all of these different stories of whether they're you know wins or some of them have been losses and just things that have been happening it's it just makes it so special so mm-hmm. Nate thank you so much for being here today no I know that you have you guys have a foundation and you mm-hmm. do some really really amazing things back in state college how can people support you or find that information online uh you can follow uh the state of hope foundation me and my wife started back in 2016 with my yeah. buddy joe gaza um it is to help disadvantaged kids in the state college area coming from broken homes single parents uh foster kids and just less fortunate situations and really finally being back home and understanding what what really goes on and mm-hmm probably seen it firsthand is it's it's sad because you think happy valley is happy valley which right. is it which it is but it yep. also has some dark areas and um uh just try and do our part and i mean you can go to our website stateofhopefoundation.org i believe and the uh, uh hash the the handles uh s-o-h underscore foundation on instagram and twitter um we have an annual celebrity golf tournament that we yeah. just did year uh mike Motti came to it jordan hill um josh hall yeah and state linebacker my brother john stupar stefan was new ski super bowl champ and uh a couple others and uh uh yeah we're doing some amazing things we just bought a bus for penn's valley youth center with oh, that's so cool transport the kids to there especially during covid because mm-hmm. that's that's just the toughest part for them is mm-hmm. getting kids to the the, the yeah the center and uh but we did christmas shopping shopping sprees gift cards this year because of covid we're we're um opening up bank accounts and savings accounts for these kids and uh just just trying to help one kid yeah. at a time. So we we will be sure to include those links, the social media handles. And that way, if anyone is, you know, interested in supporting you guys or just following along with what you guys are doing, because it's so powerful. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, um, they may not realize how small of a community like State College in the Center County area is. And this is a huge impact that you guys are having. Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. that. All right. Thanks again for being here. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you have enjoyed today's show, be sure to head on over to your favorite podcasting platform to rate and review the show. And as always, I'll be cheering you on from the sidelines.